So we're continuing this morning in the series. We've been looking at all the various phrases of the Apostles' Creed. And I know that last week and three weeks ago, what we looked at in terms of judgment last week and the suffering and crucifixion three weeks ago, those were kind of heavy. They were significantly important. They were real, but they were a little bit heavy. This morning, the phrase we look at is no less important, but it's not going to feel quite as heavy. Um, we'll have some, uh, some reminders and thoughts to go through that maybe uh, make it feel just a little lighter this morning. We're going to continue uh, this morning with the phrase, I believe in the Holy Spirit, to begin Follow along with me as I read from the Holy Scripture, beginning in Romans 8, verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I believe, we've looked at a lot of I believe statements this morning, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Again, one more reminder that when it comes to believing as Christians, it's not just an intellectual acceptance of an idea. I believe for us means we're embracing the concept in a way that impacts our lives. When we say we believe in the Holy Spirit, we say more than, oh, sure, the Holy Spirit exists. We're saying the Holy Spirit lives in our lives and our hearts and has a powerful impact on us and who we are. If you look through the Bible, you'll find multiple references to the Holy Spirit. Some of them in the Old Testament many in the New Testament. Some of my personal favorites come from John's Gospel, chapter 14, 15, and 16, where Jesus talks about the Spirit's ministry of being advocate and comforter in the lives of believers. If you haven't read those three chapters recently, go back and look. John's Gospel, 14 and 15 and 16, and take in the teaching that Jesus offers in regard to the Holy Spirit. 
you know what you don't find in the Bible? Any explanation about the existence of the Holy Spirit. In all the places Jesus makes reference to the Holy Spirit, he never tries to prove the existence of the Spirit. He simply talks about the Spirit as if his existence is a fact. One that doesn't need proving. So rather than assume the Apostles' Creed phrase, I believe in the Holy Spirit, means I believe in the existence of the Spirit, we're going to take that as an absolute truth, the existence of the Holy Spirit. And I want to think a little bit beyond that to the point of how it might impact our lives. As we consider this statement, I believe in the Holy Spirit, I want to try an illustration with you this morning. But for this illustration, I need a few volunteers to come up here and help me. Any age, any experience in acting or lack of experience. You need no experience at all. Any of you can handle this. I just need four or five people to come up here for a couple minutes. I can call you by name if you want me to, but I'm looking for volunteers. All right, we've got one, two, three, a couple more. Y'all can just stay on this floor level down here. All right, that gives us five. That's good. Thank you all. So y'all can spread out just a little bit across the front, and you can face out that way. You don't need to see me. As long as you can hear me, we're all good. So, here's what I want to invite you to do as we consider this statement of, I believe in the Holy Spirit. I want you to do whatever comes to your mind as I give you some direction, okay? Here's our first one. What would it look, and by the way, sound effects are okay as well as acting. What would it look like if you were suddenly controlled by the spirit of an orchestra conductor. What's that look like? What's it sound like? <laughs> okay, we have some conductors. Okay, let's try a totally different one. What would it look like if you were suddenly controlled by the spirit of a basketball player? I don't know. Y'all play for Kentucky this year? <laughs> okay, what would it look like if you were suddenly controlled by the spirit of a ballet dancer? <laughs> okay, how about this one? What if you were totally controlled by the spirit of a carpenter? A carpenter. All right, one more, and you probably need the sound effects with this one. I don't know. What if you were suddenly controlled by the spirit of a three-year-old throwing a temper tantrum? <laughs> Okay. 
All right, thank you all. You can return to your seats. <laughs> um, you can uh, look in the mail for your Oscar nominations. So, we all know there's nothing real about a person being controlled by the spirit of another human being. I know, there are movies, there are TV shows that have tried to portray things like that, and they make a good movie story. And occasionally you might even hear someone who says something like, it was like the spirit of her mother was guiding her every step of the way. But we know human spirits cannot come into another human being. Now, as we step away from that illustration and get back to the scripture, listen to what Paul says about the Holy Spirit. He wrote these words that we read earlier. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Holy Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. You are controlled by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. So what we pretended could happen here with this little acting display would never happen. It is totally true that the Spirit of God can overwhelm us, can fill us, can begin to guide and direct us in all that we do. If the Spirit of God lives in you, is the way Paul says it. In this one verse, Paul tells us two truths about the Holy Spirit that we say we believe in. First, we can be controlled by another spirit not the spirit of another human being, but by the Holy Spirit. And understand, this is not like controlled as in we become robots and have nothing to do with what's going on. This is about being filled with the Holy Spirit of God who loves and guides and nurtures and directs for our good and for the glory of God. Having our thoughts controlled, our motives, our words, our actions controlled by the Spirit of God who lives within us if we choose that. The second truth Paul includes in these few words is the Spirit of God can not only control us and guide us, the Spirit can live in us, live within us, you and me. Not just seemingly take over for short periods of time like we might see in a movie but really live within us offering an ongoing relationship with God if we allow that to take place in fact what Paul tells us is that it takes the spirit of God living within us before it's possible to be controlled by the Holy Spirit See, God will only guide and direct our lives, controlling our lives, if we allow him to live 
within us on a daily basis. Now, for another visual illustration. I really, really desperately wanted to act, ask for nominations for somebody who is windy and full of hot air. But I was afraid some of you might get in trouble by nominating your spouse. So I didn't go there. Jeremy has agreed to be my volunteer so that you can all see what's going to happen in the next couple of minutes. Just a plain plastic blow-up toy that he's going to work on while we, while we keep moving here. While he begins to do that, I want to remind you of a truth that I know a lot of you have already heard multiple times in, in church, in Sunday school, in Bible studies. I want you to think about the fact that the words spirit and breath come from the same Greek word, pneuma. Pneuma, as in pneumonia. Pneuma, breath and spirit, the life-giving force. Now notice at this point, it's kind of hard to tell what in the world this thing is that Jeremy's beginning to breathe life into. We know it's an inflatable toy, and it'll begin to take shape a little at a time. You may have some idea of what it is, but maybe not yet. Initially, you could only see a, flat, a flattened toy with nothing in it. Not anything you could tell anyway. Didn't look like what it's made to be. But the more breath that is beginning to be breathed into this blow-up toy, the more it begins to appear to be something. I know it's not really coming to life. But, but can you see what I'm talking about? This flat piece of vinyl, plastic, whatever it is. It's pretty cheap, so it's probably a cheap plastic. <coughs> Can you see coming to life? Coming into the form it was created to be? In some way, can't that symbolize what Paul talks about in Romans 8? He says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. The spirit of God breathes life into us, gives us God's spirit. The breath of life, the spirit of life coming from God as his spirit fills us. Not exactly in the same way, but in a similar kind of concept as Jeremy breathed life into this little cactus thing that's made with blow up rings so you can play a ring toss game. We're not going there. Notice that the fuller this toy got, the more it took on the complete form of what it was created to be. Now, you could start to see something a little ways in. 
It wasn't too long before it got completely full, but the fuller it got from life being breathed into it, the more it took on the form of a blow-up cactus ready to catch rings that are thrown at it. No, the cactus itself doesn't mean a thing. It's just the only blow-up toys I could find this time of year. But now you can see what it is and what it was created to be. I think, at least in some, some way, this can illustrate the truth of what Paul was talking about when he said, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Breathing life into your mortal bodies through his spirit. As the spirit of God fills us more and more, we begin to take the form, the shape of exactly what we are created to be. Children of God, created in the image of God, filled with the spirit of God so that we come to full life as people of God. Being molded into the image of God in which we were created. The more we are filled, filled with and filled by the Spirit, the more the life of God lives in us and through us. How does a blow-up plastic toy have anything to do with the phrase from the Apostles' Creed, I believe in the Holy Spirit? It means we believe that through the Spirit, God can live in us, bringing fullness of life by breathing His Spirit into us, filling us with Himself to the point that we begin to become what we were created to be. He fills us to the form we were made to be and then by the presence of his spirit living within us God begins to direct and control us by the power and presence of his spirit which Paul says prevents us from being controlled by the sinful nature we could say way way more about the Holy Spirit and what it means to say we believe in the Holy Spirit. We could spend time talking about what the Spirit does and the way Jesus describes that in John 14, 15, and 16. We could spend time talking about the fruit of the Spirit, that list that you read in Galatians chapter 5. We could talk about the gifts of the Spirit that Paul writes about in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 4. We could talk about what it means to become witnesses as the Holy Spirit comes upon us, the way is written about in Acts chapter 1 and really happened in Acts chapter 2. But for this morning, as we remember this line from the Creed, I believe in the Holy Spirit we believe in the Holy Spirit I hope we can just remember 
The Holy Spirit is the power and the person through which God can come and live within us. He lives within us continually if we allow him to. He lives within us to fill us with the breath of God, the presence of God, the life of God. He lives within us to be someone to guide and direct our lives for our good and for the glory of God. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We say those words with that creed. It is that Spirit that makes a difference in a living, growing relationship with the living God or in being people who just follow a set of rules. Which do we choose to be? Those filled with the breath of God, the life of God, by the presence of His Spirit in our lives, or do we want to just be rule followers? Life comes with the presence of God's Spirit within us.